Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Of all the things that you knew and didn't know about football this week, that's <laughs> the <laughs> you knew. That was great. Like, did, did Mahomes play? He did play? <laughs> yeah, right. Look? I didn't know that. How do you look? We go, we'll have to wait for the Michael Bay tweet next time. <laughs> Tell him as he played. <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? It's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims Unbutton. I am here with Ahmed Fareed. Uh, he is staying on top of all his NFL insider news through Hollywood directors once again, which means he has no news today. So we're not sure we're going to make him host the pod. We're not sure. Yeah, Quentin uh, Tarantino tweeted <laughs> nothing yeah. about the Texans. So you're clueless. You don't know what's going on in the league right now. Hope everybody's good. We're going to have a good one today. We're hanging. Uh, how you feeling today? Good. Good? I feel yeah. okay. You look yeah. a little tired today. Not going to lie. I, I, You know what? I, I don't mean to call you out, but we're friends, and it's <laughs> TV show and podcast, and that's what I'm here to do. I had my parents over. I had made some burgers, so the kids were over. It was kind of an active night last night. Right. And, and I, you worked long this weekend. I had so. a little of Woodford. You know, I enjoyed oh, okay, that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Boom. Drinky, drinky. Little as you drinky, like to say. drinky on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Woo, all right. You yeah. got me perked up over here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I normally don't do if yeah. I have to work the next day, but I was like, whatever. Whatever. It's like, late morning unbuttoned podcast you don't have yeah. to be on top of your game like Chris won't call me out for having bags under my eyes and not <laughs> i will great. call you out for that you don't have to be johnny professional though yeah. hosting like a you know a premier league show or it something actually helps like right it helps to come into this one maybe a little more little, little tipsy loose a little loose yeah. here we go all right yeah like i am you know it's summer still so you try to enjoy it while it lasts exactly. right and it's yep. a little bit like it's it, the storm is here it's on the horizon but yes. it's not like totally here yet so i am trying like you know to be like oh hey i got one more weekend here to you know i know i got some work but i could you know enjoy some days time in the pool whatever else and you're trying to make you know the best yeah. of this last little push we got here i'll be honest with you i might have some woodford tonight again Damn, i know? like it yeah i've definitely broken my smoky smoky like you know i i, I I next week will be in schedule mode. Yes. We're only smoking the weekends. Got to lock in. But right now, I mean, yeah, there's there's certain Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights where I'm just like, it's the summer. It's a nice night out. Yeah, and I'm gonna go outside and enjoy myself for a little bit here and relax. Pete wants to know if you did your detox month this year. No, I did not. I decided not to this year. I thought about it. It sounded miserable. I was like, damn, I got to be sober for 30 days again. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No, thank you. So I'm just going to try to just go right into my schedule. See, I always thought like the detox helped me get into the schedule, yeah. but I've proven to myself that I can get in the schedule without having to detox totally. Like I am capable of just going cold turkey. It's yeah. Monday morning. I'll see you Friday night for a drink and a smoke and being good that way. Yep. And I don't have to be miserable and 
and dreaming for the month to fly by as it goes to. That was the other thing that was disappointing last year. Yeah. I found myself in August going, oh, I hope this month will fly by. Oh, man, this day's over. Thank God. All right, I'm one day closer. You don't want to wish I away I don't want to live summer. that way. Yeah. Right, exactly right. So that's why I changed it this year. I'm a little worried that because I'll be traveling every weekend for Big Ten this yeah. year for the first time. Right. So I'm a little worried that, you know, when you're on the road with the crew, having a dinner the oh, night it's before, hard not you get to a drink or whatever. It, I know, right. Everybody gets a drink. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is. Yeah, all right, you're going to have to find that balance. Well, we'll do a scouting report on that because you're going to be on the road, Big Ten. Yeah. Fly home Sunday morning. Correct. Hopefully had a drink after the Big Ten work. Uh, we'll see. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to have to watch football and then do a podcast with me on a Sunday night. Yes. Because that's our new routine. And for the homies out there, Sunday night, we are going to tape the podcast in the third quarter of the Sunday night football game to where you're going to see us or hear us watching the game and uh-huh. reacting, but also going through all the other games that went on during the day. And uh, that's how we're going to do it this year instead of the Monday morning pod. I'm excited about that, I am too, too, because I think, you know, we'll it's not like we get a whole lot of more information after having slept on it for six hours and then getting up and doing the not podcast the next morning. That's and right. for the homies out there, you get the podcast when you drive to work. You'll on wake Monday. up in the morning. If you're up at 6 a.m. in the car, it's going to be ready to go. Yep. And yeah, I, honestly, I think a lot of times too, like to your point, when we're there fresh at night, I actually maybe got more thoughts and energy and things that go through your head where yeah. you sleep on it and you forget some of those emotions and things that you had, you know, the night before. And you'll be wearing a tie because you're going to come right off a of football Fuck night in the I don't wear ties on this show. That shit's coming off in a hurry. I'm going to rip that thing off and then get back into Chris Sims' unbutton attire and, and very fast. You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I got to make a – I got to have another wardrobe quick change, available. Quick change. Well, yeah. you come in in like a sweatsuit. I know. I don't Do know. Does everybody want to see me in a Nike or Jordan Jumpman sweatsuit? Sure. I'm like old school Jersey guy that sure. does that still. Don't but bring multiple. Yeah, just don't wear bring, one. Do yeah, that again? I would. Okay. All yeah, right. Don't worry about it. Thank you, fashion consultant. Because I, I wear the that. hoodie, right? I'm yeah. just in a jumpsuit over yeah. here. Right. I mean, it's certainly not going to be anything dressy so don't worry about yeah. that all right so that's yeah that's breaking news we released for the first time our plans for the season i am excited about that uh, i'm excited about the pod today because we have the over under win totals in the nfc we'll do the afc in our next podcast plus we have some reaction to the top five rosters oh uh, yeah i like Sam's it i like some of the reaction too there were some good thoughts and i like that you know too. it wasn't an easy exercise like we always joke about joke about on the pod, there's ten teams that are top five quality. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we know there was two or three that stood above the rest, but man, that that three, four, five group, you certainly could argue. And I'm not saying I'm you know perfectly right about that, but we'll, yeah. we'll give some more thoughts. I'm about just that. looking. We'll get into it, but I'm looking at lockdown cornerback that says lockdown CB he says no Bengals is kind of crazy. I, it, it is. Which, <laughs> it is crazy. It is crazy. Agreed. <laughs> I was. What do you think? What you? Hey, at lockdown corner, you heard me on the pod. I was sitting there. Hey, uh, uh, I, I was trying to be totally transparent. I, I, you know, I pulled the Cowboys trigger at the very last second because yeah. I was like, Bengals, oh, I don't know, Ravens, like you talked about, you know, and, and, and of course the Jaguars, I think, are in that conversation. Cowboys, Bengals, you know, it was, uh, we hit them all. Yeah. And the we, Ravens. That we, was the other we'll team. get to that. We posted yeah. your top five. We posted my top five. One right. comment I did see today yeah, what? is someone replied and go, who's Ahmed? Which is, I was like, that's Very a legitimate fair. question. That's another fair, fair response How to that. Dare they? Then they're not. They're not loyal listeners. They're not loyal they, listeners. They can't be. It just popped up on their new X timeline, and oh. they didn't know who these people were. X. All right, we'll get to that. Let's start with the uh, NFCE. So we'll go through this. These are the over unders. Uh, these are from DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Uh, we're going to try to note where there's been maybe a change in the odds since they opened in the summer to now. We're going to also try to note here, too, and which I think is important. I'm not a huge gambling guy, as yeah. you know, yeah. but I think it's important because some of these odds, even though the over-under is it, – it's not 50-50 sometimes. So sometimes the VIG – is like minus 150. See, like, you sound <laughs> like a gambler. Look at you, Johnny the Shark over here. So, which means that you like you don't get a huge payout if you're right on that side of the bet. Right. And so you got to win like a higher percentage of bets if yeah. you're going to bet with a yeah. big of 150. Uh, so I will try to note that too if you're a gambler out there. Uh, and the gamblers will be like, Ahmed, you have no idea what you're talking about still. So. Uh, yeah, you know, to a degree. You're, you're, <laughs> this is actually funny. Maybe we should do a segment during the year, Gambling with Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you could tell us your bets during the and and tell us about the VIG and whatever else. What I just said, I don't know if any of that is right either. So <laughs> let's, just, let's just start here with the NFC East. Uh, the uh, win totals and division odds. What do we have for graphics here? Pete and Gabby back there. Do we have like a board to set the scene on this whole thing or okay, yeah. So here here it is and we'll go through them one by one. So big picture on the NFC East right now. Odds to win the division. Of course the Eagles are the favorite. Their win totals eleven and a half. Cowboys second choice. I'm I'm a little surprised because I would have thought maybe when we'll get to the commanders, but they're they're last, but I would have thought that'd be a little higher. But what do you think overall the NFC East picture here, Chris? I'm not surprised by the top two. I guess I looked at it, you know, I'm with you in the command. Their, their overall talent on their roster is better than that record right there. But I yeah. understand the betting public. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a young quarterback who's unproven. We don't know. The O-line was an issue last year. Did that get better, in, you know, in front of a young quarterback? So I can understand that thought there here. But, but the NFC East is, of course, was a surprise of last year to a degree. And... I look at it this year and just still go, this is one of the better divisions in football, period. It, it doesn't matter. And I'm talking about, hey, we know the Eagles and Cowboys are ultra-talented and both in our top five rosters. The Giants, you know, have a lot of talented players in the spots for where, how they play. And, of course, they're extremely well coached. So, I, you know, I look at this, this division again to go, there certainly could be three playoff teams come out of it. Yeah. Now, the thing that's important for this exercise, we're going to do the you know, over-unders and all that, but it's who they're playing. And I think that has to, we have to make sure we hit on that because yep. the NFC East plays the AFC East, which I would say on paper is the best division of football right now. So, man, you got Clash of the Titans between those two divisions, and then they got to play the NFC West, which the NFC West used to be kind of the king of the NFC. Now you got two teams that are really damn good in the 49ers and the Seahawks, and then you got two other teams that are like, eh, I don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, there, there's some challenges here to be had, and a lot of this, too, is they have the same schedules. We know that to a degree, other than if you were third in your division last year, you're going to play third in the division from another division, right? And a lot of this is a little bit of how is it set up, right? How is the schedule set up? Is it out of the gates really tough? Is there a stretch here or there where you go, whoa, that's six or seven games in a row? And the team we're going to start off here with at first, the Eagles, okay? That's one when I, I look at that, Ahmed, and I go, out of all the teams in the NFC East, I think they have the most favorable first half of the season schedule just as far as it's set up. And, of course, we know they're extremely talented and have an advantage there more times than not. So they had 14 wins last year. Their over-under, according to DraftKings, is 11 and a half. 
Um, so as we take a look at the schedule here, at Patriots, Vikings, at Buccaneers, Commanders, at Rams, the first five weeks. So, yeah, and, and you know, the, the schedule, it's tough. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I can look at the first three games and clearly say, without being a jerk to anybody, and go, the Philadelphia Eagles are better than the Patriots. I know it's Bill Belichick in week one, and that's a little wild card, but they're clearly better than the Vikings and Buccaneers right? We know they're better than the commanders as division rival, but then to play the Rams right after that, where out of their first five games, obviously they're better than all five teams, but they have three teams on there that I think they're like significantly better where I just go, they're in another class from those football teams. So there I go, just like last year, and I look at this and I go, well, they're going to get a chance to get used to being the hunted and having the bullseye on their back and a few new pieces on defense and a new D coordinator. They got a little time here to kind of get ready for all that. And that's why I go over, 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 over. Hammering the over. Over. You're there with 75% of the money is on the over for them. They are favored in every game except for Week 11 at the Chiefs in week 14 at Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I feel like almost floor is 11 and 6, right? That's that's almost where I feel like that would be worst case that scenario. That would be like for man, you. That, man, they they didn't play. They had some stretches this year where they didn't do as good. They're 11 and 6. Yeah. But I, I I certainly envision 13 and 4, 12 and 5, you know, maybe 14 and 3 again. It, it's uh, they they're, they're such a good football team and they've retooled and uh, I think they're still a team on the mission, and yeah, 11.5 is a little too low for me. So we both had the Cowboys as having a top-five roster as well, though. So their over-under is one game less than the Eagles. Eagles is 11.5, Cowboys at 10.5. Last season, the Cowboys won 12 games. What are you feeling here? This one, to me, is like, it's close, okay? 10.5, I feel like when I first look at it, is probably a hair low, right? Where... But now, like the schedule, the first five games, just hitting on that real quick, it, it's like five out of the first six games, they're, they're, you know, they're brutal. The Giants, the Jets, that's not an easy first two. Cardinals, we know they're clearly better than. You know, the Patriots, again, not saying they're world beaters, but we know that's not going to be just like, oh, hey, hey we got it, we're going to beat them. And then the 49ers and Chargers, I mean, those are two really talented football teams there. So I could see them – not getting off to maybe the most glowing start in the world. I'm going to take the over here. Okay. I am. I'm not going to, you know, play too deep into the overall schedule. There's some things I'll glean from it and coaches and teams where I go, I, hey, even if this team wasn't bad, they're still going to be scary in week 14, right? I, I know that, you know, but I am, as you know, a little bit of the start of the, the, start of the season, and I'm just going to believe in the teams themselves and not try to, like – you know, mind read or look into the crystal ball of how the league is going to shake out through the year. So I'm going to take the over here. Um, I, I don't feel like incredibly confident here, but I, yeah. I think 11 and 6, 12 and 5, I feel a lot better than saying, ooh, I think they'll be 10 and 7. Yeah. I don't see that. Well, Vegas is more confident about the over because it is minus 135 so on the over go. there. So right. they're hedging their bets a little bit. They do think the Cowboys could win more than more than 10 games. They won 12 last year. The Giants won nine last year. Surprise playoff team. You don't take offense to that when I call the Giants a surprise Absolutely playoff team. Absolutely not. Um, so they had nine wins last year. They're over under this year, though, seven and a half. I, to me, they're one of, this is one of the toughest ones 
the New York Giants. Because of your fandom. Well, my fandom, I don't think their talent is just, whoa, right? They've gotten the offensive line fixed. They got the tackles. We're still waiting on Thibodeau, right, to see where that is. Hey, let's see how our new middle linebacker, Okereke, is. We got a rookie corner I think we're going to put a lot on in banks and all that. You know, we got some, ooh, the tight ends could be good. Ooh, we got a few receivers that if they stay healthy, they could be good, right? So there's a little of that. The schedule is brutal to start the year. There are another team here where I go, first half schedule, I mean, wow. When you just talk about Cowboys week one, Niners three, Week three, Seahawks week four, Dolphins week five, wow. Buffalo week six. Wow. I mean, right? You know, Commanders, no, nothing easy there. Week seven, the Jets week eight. I mean, and then it's Raiders and then back to the Cowboys. I, that That's Yeesh. where I struggle with them. So I don't look at their talent like it's Philly or Dallas, but I look at their coaching in a very favorable way, and they know who they are. Right. That's that's to me what they're very good at, too. They realize what they are and they play in the realm of that. They're not like, oh, well, we want to throw for 400 yards. So we're going to get the shotgun and just spread it out because we want to do that. No, they're like, no, we're going to run for four and we're going to play action and throw another five yards. And Danny Dimes going to run them around the edge for eight yards. And then we're going to run up the middle again. I'm going to go over, but barely, but barely. I tell people all the time, the Giants will be better than last year. But I don't know if that necessarily means better record or in the playoffs. I was going to say the same thing. Right. But 85 or 87% of the money is on the over, so you're not alone here. Um, but, yeah, the nine wins last year for the Giants almost feels like like they maximized what they could have. Like, I, they couldn't have won 10. It was like they could have won seven. They maybe even could have won six if some of those games don't go their way, obviously. Sure, right. Uh, but nine seems like the most that they could have won last year. And I know it's seven and a half is the over-under, so they're already predicting a little bit of a regression perhaps. But Yeah, I mean, I could see them being eight and nine and still getting in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, you know, nine and eight and being that too. But, yeah, the, the, I don't think they're going to – they're not in a state either where I think you made a point there that that's real. You know, last year in a lot of those close games, they were very good. You know, can they depend on that once again to where all these one-score games or late in the fourth quarter they managed the game and did things the right way? Hey, you know how it is. Injuries, a wrong bounce of the ball, and that doesn't always work out that way. I'm going to go over, but um, it, it's not by much. Uh, I'll say that. And that one, that one there to me is probably the scariest so far. All right, three overs so far, which is, we want to remind people, is mathematically possible. It is, right. It's Especially when we get some over, of these. Exactly. How That's far where people under. miss that. Right. And I'll be clear with some of the teams that I think are under, and I go, it's way under. And yeah. I said that last year. Like, it's not, it's not like four for Houston was too many last year. Remember, we were like, I was like, fuck no. There's no way they'll win four. Yeah. It's one or two. Yeah. Period. And I'll say that when that time comes. Yeah. It'll all even out depending on uh, how far over or under. So the Commanders, though, I think we should go under just because it would look bad if you went over for all four of the first. <laughs> uh, commanders is six and a half. Uh, they were eight, eight and one last year. I don't know. I think they're even better than they were last year. They're an underdog in every game week except for week one versus Arizona and week five versus Chicago. Wow, that surprises me. They're an underdog in all but two games throughout the season. I mean, like you say, the schedule for NFC East teams is very difficult. Well, it, it is. And then I, I look at, though, Washington, you know, out of these other teams that we've talked about so far, you know, they're going to have a chance to work out some of these kinks here. You know, Arizona and Denver, they're certainly not being anointed as world beaters there to where you could see Washington starting out 2-0, and couldn't you? I could. Yeah. I don't think that's a crazy thought. And then, you know, the Bills – 
And what I would say here is, you know, the Bills are better, but I, I don't know by if it's by a ton. I think if you went roster to roster, it, it's maybe closer than people realize. Sure. Right? So I think they have a chance here to surprise people. All right, so you go Cardinals, Broncos. Then they got Bills, Eagles. Then it's Bears and Falcons. Now, Bears and Falcons, those are two teams, again, where you could certainly say, I think there's definitely equal, maybe better. I don't, it, it's right there. Those are toss-ups there. So here for the Commanders, Oof. I know. I want to go over I again. think it's over. I think this one's one of the easier ones. I want to go over. I do. Now, again, I'm not expecting like a landslide over here, but I just – I could see six and ten, and I understand that. But if you're going to make me bet, I would bet seven and nine more alike. I, yeah. I, I and especially guess maybe I have a little recency bias here, just because I'm an Eric Bieniemy fan, and Sam Howell looked phenomenal the other night in Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens. That wasn't just like good; that was really impressive. That's how a first team offense is supposed to look against a number two defense. They dominated there, and he made a lot of nice plays. Yeah. So I guess maybe I'm feeling even stronger because of that. So yeah. I got four overs. You got four overs. I'm it's already screwing looking this exercise bad. It's up. looking bad already. <laughs> uh, I might have misstated it. Those two games they're favored in are both at home, Cardinals and Bears, week one and week five. And here's the crazy thing. It's plus 100 on the over, so it's like not even favored. Um, but we're just out of step with Vegas here, I guess, and the betting public. I don't know. We're, I, I, I don't, we're believers in Washington more than most. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess there's there's no stars to maybe the general public and the quarterback thing, and then the division they're in. I think those three things yeah. probably lit, lit, lend to money not going their way. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. All right, we'll make our picks later on. We're not going to pick division winners. You're not doing your whole playoff bracket until we get. Uh... No, but I can tell you, I'm picking the Eagles to win the NFC. Oh, so let's God. let's we can do that. Well, we can do. Don't that. listen to that podcast. <laughs> Next time we do it, uh, let's go to the NFC North now. My Detroit. Are you going to make a proclamation about my Detroit Lions winning the division right now? No, I'm not. I'm not going to make any proclamation. Dang it! All right. I mean, one. 
you know, your Detroit Lions, they got a lot of respect. Do I think it's a little bit overblown, the hype, all of it? Yeah. Do I worry about that? I definitely do. I mean, how can you not? I mean, you know you are. You guys are all Lions fans are ready ready for the uh, sky to fall here. They won nine games last year. Had to go on a run at the end of the year to get there. Didn't look like there was any chance of that early on in the year, even mid-year. So they won nine games last year. They're over under this year is nine and a half. That's the most in the NFC North. 79% of the money is on the over. So the betting public believes in the Detroit Lions. More so than Lions fans, I would probably agree. (laughs) That's probably right. I. I, this is new territory. This is very new territory. Right? And you got – I know your defense might be better, but I, I'm still not expecting to be world beaters. And you got to play the Chiefs and the Seahawks to start the year? I mean, you're talking about two teams that are like, it's firepower. Watch out. Right? Atlanta, all right. They're just like you guys in a lot of ways I look at, like a team that had a good offseason and we're hopeful for, and they might get in the playoffs this year. Green Bay in week four, I mean, you and I both feel like they're being disrespected there. I'm going under here. I'm going under. The first time you do an under is against my Detroit Lions. That's damn right I am. All right, I'm taking the under on the Giants then. (laughs) He can't go back. It's already written in stone. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go under. Not that I'm expecting, like, the sky to fall, but I do think there's going to be an adjustment period. I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of those, like, Hey, the pressure's on. We melt a little early. We come on towards the end of the year. We just missed the playoffs. And next year's really your year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how ready for prime time they are. You know that. The defense I have questions about. And I'm still not just a total believer in Jared Goff that way. So that's where I'm going to go with the under here. So you can't hurt us with your words because we hurt ourselves with our words. It's Next year has been our mantra for years and years. <laughs> okay, so, you, I mean, that doesn't hurt us at all. Um, Pete said in my ear, well, like, what's the reaction if they get blown out week one Thursday on NBC at Kansas City? Uh, they're going to get crushed. Honestly, for me, well, maybe Chris Jones it, won't be there. I got to check. That could be a with, good thing. What is that guy's name? Michael K. What's his name? No, Michael, <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Do you K know who Michael K is? Yeah. Okay. He's the play-by-play guy for yes. the Yankees. That I know. Uh, so, but for like for me, I kind of think like it's a no-lose situation for my Lions a little bit. Week number one, because if they get blown out or beat by the Chiefs, at right. Kansas, like everyone's like, yeah, of course they're right. the Chiefs. They're, that's going to happen. If they somehow stay in that game and lose close, it's like that's a confidence builder. And if they win that game, then you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's the best of all worlds. No doubt. So in a weird way, I kind of don't feel like week number one makes or breaks them. I I think it can help them more than it will hurt them. Yeah, I I, I hear you there. I I hear you there. You know, uh, in in some ways, when when I think of stuff like that, them losing a close one to the Chiefs could be the worst thing that happens. Mm. Because they'll still, damn, we were good. We should have beat them. And they'll kind of puff your chest out. And all of a sudden, the Seahawks come into town. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa, here they come again. Oh, no. Wait, we we're not as good, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, we'll, we'll see. But, but I do think the Chris Jones thing is the biggest thing they got going for them. If there's an advantage your team has, it is that your O-line, even with Chris Jones, should be able to run the ball and do some things in the run game. Mm-hmm. It's the strength of your football team. And that D-line is... You know, I don't want to say significantly worse, but it drops a notch or two without him in the middle. You know, they're, they're still a group. they got some young guys. They don't have anybody else that you can say is dominant yet, right? 
It's not like the Eagles where you're like, well, if one guy's missing, the other 74 will be awesome on the D-line, right? Yep. It's like, no, Chris Jones, he's kind of the game wrecker for them, and that could be an issue for them in week one. All right, so you're going under with the Lions. Yes, I am. we got the Vikings next. Their over-under is 8.5. Last season they won 13 games, improbably won 13 games. Vegas has them crashing back to earth, barely making the playoffs, if at all. Yeah. You know, and the NFC North, just so we hit on this too, because I forgot to, they play the AFC West and the NFC South, right? So uh, the NFC South, we know it's it's not a world beater crew there. I know, but either either is the North. No, no, you're exactly right. It's it's a bunch of teams where you look at and go, there's some potential there. There's some things on those teams I like, right? So, so, and then we we know the AFC West is going to be pretty tough altogether. Um, Minnesota, I think the thing that, you know, won last year, yeah, like you kind of just said, they weren't as good as their record, you know, and I look at them this year and go... Out of their first five games, there's three teams that I look at that are definitively better than them, in my opinion, and the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Eagles, where I'd go, they're definitely better than them, where I could see them being two and three to start the year. So I I think the defense will be better. I think people will catch on to O'Connell and that offense a little bit after seeing it for a year to where I'm not going to say I think it's going to be as explosive. I'm going to take the under again here. Wow. I am. I don't again. I don't think it's going to be grossly under, but I think they're a team that's kind of fighting for their life all year. And as you know, I see them as an eight and nine, seven and ten, ten. You know, if I'm wrong, they're nine and eight. I don't think it's going to be twelve and five or or ten and seven. I just don't see that. So I'm taking the under here. I don't think it's by much, but I'm going to take it. All right. So you think they're going to come crashing back to earth in Minneapolis? Thirteen win now, a eight win team, maybe less. The Bears though. It's the opposite story for them a little bit. They won three games last year. They're over under a seven and a half. Seems to be a lot of uh, positive momentum going. They think Justin Fields is going to take another step forward. That's right. I'm excited for them. There's some a, things there. That's a big know? jump, though. That's from a, three wins into eight wins if you want to take the over. Well, it, it, it is. It's definitely one of the ones that, like, I didn't look at any of these over-unders until we started here today. I mean, I didn't look at it. And I'm, when I saw that one, I was like, oh, wow, okay. You know, hey, the Justin Fields hype, all that, the weapons they got at receiver. Everybody thinks the O-line's going to be better. They spent a bunch of money on people in free agency and the defense, right? So I I do think they'll be a better football team. Here's the thing that I don't like about their early season schedule, and it's just off of what we just said, and, and, and we've talked about this a lot. Justin Fields, where's he at? Where's his development at? He's thrown three passes this preseason so far. Mm-hmm. They were right? awesome passes. Right? They, they were. Perfect quarterback rating. He's <laughs> blowing it out of the water there. Yeah. But what I don't like is what you see right here, okay? And my point is that they play those first five games. There's one thing. I don't know how good those first five teams will be, right? Yeah. But I can tell you one thing about every one of them. Their defenses are going to be good. Their defenses, the Broncos, the Commanders, the Buccaneers – and the Packers will all have very good defenses. And, of course, we know the Chiefs are going to be good and creative too to where I don't think that bodes well for the Bears. I'm going to take the under. I, they were one where, it, you know, I, in their perfect world, you'd like to play a few defenses that aren't good. Let's let Justin Fields get in a rhythm. Let's figure out how our new formula works, whatever. Here it's going to be like, whoa, we got to execute at a high level here right off the bat. 
I don't think that's going to happen right off the bat. I could see them going on a middle season run. I think early on it could be tough. So that's why I'm going to give them the under here. Yeah, the over is minus 130. So there's actually more money on the over for the Bears, which surprised me because I think this is a slam dunk under. Because One, because of my hatred of the Bears, first of all. Uh, but, but to, yeah, I don't think they make that significant of a jump. I mean, were they as bad as a three-win team last year? Probably not, but I don't know. They weren't that much better than that so it's just it's it's definitely one where i wouldn't feel comfortable just throwing money on it it's it's one where i always break out my old phrase like i gotta see it to believe it a little first i can't just you know go oh yeah you know justin fields he he ran great last year so now he's definitely gonna turn the corner like jalen hurts and be good in the pass game no there's one little element missing in that equation oh that's right the eagles have an all-star team right so that helped Jalen Hurts, you know, come along slowly but surely. And, you know, he had other avenues where we talked about during the year. It wasn't always on him at the end of the game to dice people up with his right arm and passing the ball, right? We had games where we'd go, well, they needed a big drive. They just ran the ball down the field every play. I don't think he's going to have that luxury here. You know, I know everybody's expecting that huge jump. I'm sure it's going to be good, but I, I can't say over and it's going to be 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight in the playoff. I, I'm not willing to do that. This really is one of the more interesting divisions because you have the ascension of the Lions, which yeah. has never happened before. Right. You have people thinking that the Vikings are going to go from a 13-win team to a 7-win team. People think the Bears are going to go from a 3-win team to an 8-win team. And then you got the Packers here. Right. No more Aaron Rodgers. They won eight games only last year with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Jordan Love's looked pretty good in the preseason so far. Their over-under is 7.5, and and I will let you know that 80% of the money so far for the Packers is on the over. You've gone under on every team so far in the NFC North, which is an anti- Suck it, Lions! Anti-North bias. Uh, I'm racist against the North. (laughs) What are you thinking about the Packers? Um, I'm not racist against them. I'm Uh, not. I think the Packers have. The, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say it again. The Packers have the best roster in the division. Oh God, you're going to pick them to win the division. I'm picking them to go over. I know oh, that. God. I am. Here's the one thing I like. All right, the first two games of the year. Yeah, they're on the road, but they're not against world beater defenses. So that's good for Jordan Love, and I think their defense is talented. To where they can give those teams some issues. They have a very favorable early season schedule. Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders. None of those, I mean, you know, I, I know we have some expectations, but I don't think anybody there other than the Lions are we expecting to be a world beater or I mean, being even taught, thought about it that way, right? I don't think you would have to try real hard to convince some people. They could be five and zero going into their bye. They could be, they or, or four and one, or you know, even a three and two is going to work. But uh, yeah, I I am going to play the Rogers fatigue, the playoff letdowns. You know, three years in a row that all led to, you know, Rogers injury. Of course, there's a lot of things that went into last year's demise, and even with all that, yeah, they went eight and nine. You know, I, I, I think this year they bounce back. They prove people wrong. I think they got motivation. They want to show that it wasn't just him. And then I also think they got motivation in the fact that they know they underperformed at certain positions. And guys like Dobbs and Watson are going to be different players this year. And it sounds like they're going to have a healthy O-line. So um, that's where I'm, I'm going over for, for sure with the Packers. I'm with you. Unfortunately, I see a lot of the same things you see with the Green Bay Packers here. All right, so let's take a, one look at the whole division here because I don't think we did that off yeah, the top here right. if, you, if you have them. So the, the final look, NFC North, the total win totals if you're watching on Peacock or YouTube. 
nine and a half for the Lions, eight and a half for the Vikings, seven and a half for the Bears, seven and a half for the Packers. I mean, this is one of those divisions where if you told me it's going to come down to the last week to determine it, I mean, like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I could see this being very jumbled up and tight through the most of the year. We're not a, not much more than a game is separating like the whole group, right? Or it's like, hey, you know, yeah, the Lions are in first, and the team in you know last place is only two games behind them, or you know. They got two games behind them, and they play them twice down the stretch, right? I, I, I certainly could see it being that type of division. All right, so that is the NFC North. We flip the page now to the NFC South, the division that the North plays this year. Got Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Buccaneers, big picture. The Saints are the favorite right now, plus 120. Still kind of close with the Falcons, second choice at plus 215. Panthers at plus 400, and then a solid fourth and last place for the Buccaneers at plus 800. I, I maybe thought it would be a little closer with those four teams, kind of similar to the to the North, but it yeah. seems like clearly the Falcons and Saints are getting most of the love. I, I feel that way. To me, they're, they're, they're the teams I look at to go, ooh, they have the most potential. That's what I'll say. And, you know, the, the NFC South, just so everybody knows, they play the AFC South and the NFC North. You said that already, didn't you? Just the North. I didn't know oh, about you know, the okay. AFC South. Very right, good. So, so, yeah, and the AFC South is a little like them, a little, you know, lots of questions throughout the division there, right? The Saints, I, I, I would have expected them to be the, the team that's favored. Derek Carr's there. You know, the, the O-line is pretty damn good. The defense was, you know, towards the top of football all last year. Defense didn't make any plays last year. That was the problem. And they let people run on them for the first time in a while, which mm. was kind of shocking. So, I don't know. When I look at the Saints, there there is, like, a lot to like about their football team. So, they were 7-10 and yeah. 10 last year. Yeah, they hung in there. They, uh, they're over under this year is 9.5. And, and get this note. They have the easiest schedule of any team this year on paper right now. Is that right? They're the underdogs in only three games this season. Wow. That's that's uh that's actually kind of shocking, you know, but yeah, you look at their schedule, it's 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 not daunting when you really check it out there. Now, again, like I think like the teams like the Titans and the Packers are a little scary early on in the year, you know. And then of course, the other thing too that's just uh, division rivals and the Panthers and the Bucks, uh, they know how to play them, right? Those are two teams that got good defenses and everything there, right? <sighs> This, this this is one of the hardest ones to me. I'm going with the under. Mm. I'm going to go with the under, but it's barely. All right? I mean, they're another team I'll sit here and say, I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. I wouldn't be. I don't know what is making me just tread lightly with them. I, I, I guess it's I want to see Derek Carr on the new team. You know, the fact that they couldn't pull out some of the games that they played last year, it's like I guess there's a little bit of a – I want to see if they have the culture and Dennis Allen and company got the the ability to get them over the hump in some of these really close football games that they lost last year, sure. you know, a lot of times. I guess that's what it is. I guess I'm saying is I'm just not sure if I believe in the group as a total, the people that are leading them. And, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just – I guess I got I to gotta see a little bit. I got to see it to believe it there. 
And I, don't, I guess I'm just not totally buying into that aspect. They've been the team that for a few years now, it's just like, well, you know, it's, it's coming eventually. You know, they've paid some of these guys. They're a little older. They're going to have to rebuild. And they've kind of avoided that. Uh, they really have. They, they have. You know, you, you, they did a pretty good job of quietly flipping over their roster in the secondary. They drafted some guys last year. You know, they drafted a Peyton Turner two years ago on the defensive line. You know, to get him going, Olave got him involved, and then they've mm-hmm. done a good job with some guys that have been off the ra- the radar too. You know, where they've hit Juwan jo- Johnson, the tight end, Rashid Shahid, like we talked about, guys that were like not top prospects, but right. but they hit on. And uh, but I that point there is, I'm glad you said that too. I worry about that. That would be my one thing that worries about them too. That it's. Like they missed their window, that they might, they are a year older and in a lot of spots still. And I, that is something that definitely has crossed my mind that I've even said to Florio on PFT a few times throughout the offseason. So you went under. I'm going under. You're under it, that, the nine and a half. That's definitely one of the toughest ones for me to say that about because, you know, there is some spots where I go, you know what, you know, I, I'll be mad in some ways. We go, well, they got Derek Carr. They had a good old line D line. Yeah. What are you, such an idiot? Why would you pick under? But, but I'm going to take under. I mean, under could be nine wins and could still win that division. So it, it might it, not it be could the be. worst thing ever. Exactly right. It did last year, right? Yep. The, the Bucks won it in eight and nine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Falcons, they were seven and ten last yeah. year. Yeah. Just a game out of right. the division title. Uh, eight and a half is the over under. I'll give you a little... Uh, Lean on what Vegas is Give thinking. Me Actually, what, what the betting public is thinking right now. Yeah. 77% of the money is on the over. So they believe in Bijan. They saw that clip of Bijan Robinson making the one handed catch in the 12 yard run. Like, over. <laughs> it's over. It. They have the second easiest schedule of any team this year. So we're noticing a trend here of schedules of teams in the NFC South. I, the, I'm going over. I'm just going to hit that right off the bat. Okay. You know, you've been hearing me say it all year. I'm a believer in Atlanta. I am. I don't think it's going to be sexy, but they're going to run the ball, control the clock. Ritter will be smart. Ritter will make a run here or there. I think their defense will be much improved. So I am going over. And I think the thing I like about them, too, is they're, you know, you mentioned the schedule, but as I as you're hearing everybody's hearing here, I'm, I'm into the early season schedule. You know that. Mm-hmm. And there's no team that I look at to go, ooh, they're, they're going to be outclassed on that, at least early on. The Jaguars are the only team in the first five weeks that I could sit there and just go, okay, I, I think on paper they're, they're clearly better. You know? and, and, again, it's not by so much that I don't think they can't win that football game. But, you know, I think Houston, Detroit, Green Bay, Carolina, they're every bit in the class of those football teams. I think they're ready to turn the corner here. I know we got the quarterback question. We'll see where it goes, but I think they're going to play a brand of football that is not going to put a ton of pressure on the quarterback, just like we saw last year. And I think we'll get better quarterback play than they did last year from Marcus Mariota out of Desmond Ritter. Yeah, Pete notes something interesting about the schedule here. If you look at it, there's just one true road game in the first six weeks of the season because that Jaguars oh, is game in London, right? is in London. That's right, right. They're at the Lions week three. Loss. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is that's, interesting. That's a that's schedule. a it's that is a an opportunity to again young team we haven't won. It sets up for them to get some confidence to start believing in themselves. And as we always see, 
You know, there's always a few teams that didn't make the playoffs the year before who yeah. jump on the scene. And, it, and it's a lot of times it is a formula like that, that that helps a team like that gain that confidence. All right, so over on the Falcons, the Panthers next here. They had seven wins last year. Yep. Their over-under is seven and a half. Yep. Even with the number one overall pick. I know. In Bryce Young leading the squad now, who you have not been necessarily blown away by. No, that's right. And it's tough. I'm not trying to blame him. I just, yeah, I haven't loved the look. They haven't protected him well, which hasn't helped them that way. You know, their weapons are not dangerous, right? Oof. I'm a believer. You know, their O line's been a little disappointing so far. I thought Oof. they would have been better than you know because they kind of ended the year last year playing some good football, opening up some big holes, running the ball, doing that right. And then they the Jets just annihilate them, and the Giants annihilate them up front. I. Well, you've got the under. Let's just move on now to I am the uh, Buccaneers. The I am. I just I don't I don't see it. And it's a rookie quarterback where the best player on the offense is off the football team and DJ Moore. And you're exactly right. I just again they're building something. They're going in a new direction there, and and their philosophy of their football team overall. They got some talented guys on defense. I just don't think it's going to be enough. So here's the question with the Carolina Panthers, though: Can that defense be good enough to somehow pull them to eight wins? Even if you believe that the offense is going to be underwhelming and not that great and growing pains first year with Bryce Young, can the defense be good enough, elite enough? Like, Derek Brown's been real good. He needs to go to Quinn Williams, Christian Wilkinsville this year, mm-hmm. right? It's got to be like, it's got to be better than just, hey, you've been, you know, good. It's, it's a time to dominate, right? Brian Burns is the man on the edge over there, too. Now they got some. They got some dudes. We know the secondary's got some dudes. But no, do I think that they're going to be so dominant that you know they'll be able to win games sixteen to ten and stuff like that? I don't envision that. And I think if they, if I, you know, what goes into that is I would think that they got to be able to run the ball. And I just I haven't seen that, or I got to see it first to believe it. So yeah, I'm going the under with the Panthers. I I think next year's the year to look at them to make a jump. All right, one more team, the team that won the division last year. How dare they put them this low? <laughs> Eight wins last year with the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers, who hosted a playoff game, too. How dare they? All right. Six and a half is the over-under this year. 75% of the money so far is on the under, even with the under being minus 140. So you don't even win a whole lot if you're right on that. No. So What's your gut? Like, let me hear, let me well, hear the Ahmed Farid gut on so the, the Vegas Bucks. is telling me they think the under. The betting public is telling me they think the under. Um, bah, ooh, but you, know, you got Baker Mayfield. You got Mike Evans. You got a pretty good receiving core here still. I know. It's, it's, it's a tough defense one. Defense has got – I mean, the right st- number. it's like all those guys that we were praising last year didn't just, like, go away, did the they? The defense is it's, – it's there. It's there. Hey, Devin White, he didn't play good last year. He's got to play better this year, right? They got – they're big on the defensive side of the ball. Their secondary is good. I mean, to me, it's all about the offense. Mm-hmm. It's definite O-line questions. We know that. They drafted Cody Mock. Right. And he was, he, he was out there playing. Right. Wirfs is making the transition to left tackle. Ryan Jensen. What's the run game going to look like? I don't know. Mike Evans is still good, but as we talked about it, it's not what it used to be. Chris Godwin, he was good last year. I, I'm going to say I, I, I wasn't thrilled with it either. So I, you know, that's that's where I wanted to see it see it go. I, I I have questions that their offense won't be good enough, and then they've gotten old at some positions. I guess that's what I'm worried. And then I got to see Shaq Barrett 
coming off a Achilles tear. What's he going to look like? Try on Shyanka. Can we depend on him to like be a, a consistent pressure guy on the edge? I don't know. So that's where I'm going to go with the under with the Bucks. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's a tough under there. I, I know. And there's some things I like, and I like some of those things you said, that size and that defense. Yeah. But I just can't do it. I can't do it. I don't see it. Uh, I think Brady was worth, you know, two or three wins for them last year to get them to where they were. They are the underdog in every game except for Week 9 at Houston and Week 13 versus Carolina. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I look at their early on, and, you know, like we've been talking about, they play the Eagles Week 3, and we, we know the Eagles are better. But can they play, you know, could I see them beating the Vikings and the Bears maybe in, a, you know, a tough, close football game where yeah. they play through their defense and maybe the Saints too? I, it's not crazy because none of those teams are world beaters other than the Eagles. Could yeah. I see Todd Bowles having a really good game plan and stopping Justin Fields in that offense and what they're doing and they win the game, you know, 17-13? Definitely. No doubt about it. Right? So th- that's where you kind of like – see the angle of success for yeah. them and it's just it's it goes back to what you said to start it's that d yeah how good can they be how dominant can they be because i guess i'm not expecting a ton from the offense i kind of feel the over although it's uh, it seems like no one else does but well, feel uh, it. I, I don't feel, I feel it. it go with it i'll do the over okay that'll good. be one of my picks that i make on this podcast here for 25 years mike's has been making lemonade the hard way <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. So, Pete, riddle me this here. So, week 13, they're an underdog. Or, no, they're, they're favored against Carolina at home. Right. Oh, so that – but underdogs on the road. Okay, got it. So, yeah, got it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, what, what did you understand? I, 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 yeah, that, I, that they were favored at home and <laughs> underdogs on the road? Moving on to the <laughs> NFC West. <laughs> uh, moving out of the West, uh, we've got the 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals here. Let's take a look at the big picture first. Uh, probably a surprise to nobody that the 49ers are the odds-on favorite to win the division, minus 160. Then you got the Seahawks, second choice at plus 195. Then you got everyone else. This is going to be the widest spread between the top two and the bottom two, I would imagine. That's over you're hitting off the top. You in know? the NFL. Uh, Rams at plus 1,000 to win the division. Cardinals at plus 2,500. Um, so it's a it's a two team race, and maybe some people would say just a one team race with the Forty ers the class of the division. Yeah, they're the class. Of the, I, I don't think it's a one team race though. You know, just like we see a lot of the times, they've been the class of the division, and what's that do? One team builds to go. We gotta keep up with this group. We gotta. Whoa, they got good pass rushers. We better get some good tackles, right? I mean, so the Seahawks are a team that 
I think are going to challenge the 49ers in this division. I think the Seahawks are going to surprise some people. I do. Now, you know, the 49ers, we know they're extremely talented. Their early part of their schedule is not killer, but it's, it's not easy. It's, you know, in the middle of the pack for me, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah, I think they're better than the Steelers week one, but it's at Pittsburgh and it's Pittsburgh and it's Mike Tomlin and that crew. That'll be scary, right? The division we talked about, the teams like Arizona and the Rams, you know, they're, they're total rebuild mode here. I'm going to go over with the 49ers. Okay. Ten and a half is a little low. I, I certainly, like, I understand where it's at at ten and a half. I think overall, just because of the schedule, the NFC West, they're playing the AFC North and the NFC East. I mean, that's that's brutal. That could be arguably the two best divisions in football, and they got to play them. So I understand the ten point five, but I think it's an eleven and six, twelve and five year. That's yeah. how I kind of look at it, and uh, I'm going to take the over. Vegas thinks it's the over too because it's minus one forty-five. If you want to bet the over, so you don't get a whole lot of return, even if you're right on that. Favored in every game except Week Thirteen at Philadelphia. That's wow. going to be a good one. Yes, it's going to be a great one. They, you know, they got. You know, Dallas at week five. I believe we have that on Sunday Night Football. That'll be exciting. We got the Bengals three weeks after that, right? I mean, like we said, the fact that they play the NFC East and the AFC North, I mean, you're going to get to see some some clash of the Titans type of football. I mean, Ravens 49ers at the end of the year on Christmas. What? There's not supposed to be killing on Christmas. There might be people <laughs> fucking getting killed in that game. I mean, that's going to be as physical as it yeah, gets. Don't so. do it. On, not on Christmas, All right. right? All right, fine. Take a day off. Okay. Uh, Seahawks at nine and a half. They were a nine-win team last year. Squeaked into the playoffs. Yep. Uh, the under is at minus 155. Wow. So everyone's so Vegas, thinking under, huh? Vegas gives you that nine and a half, and then they're like, but you better bet the under. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I... You've heard me. I'm. I'm. I like you, the Seahawks. Okay. I like them a lot. You're going anti Vegas here. You're I gonna am going to go anti Vegas. I am. I'm definitely going to go with the over. I'm. I'm going with the over. Um, the the first thing I think that jumps out to me is that in the first six games of the year. They're the more talented team on the field, except for one of them. The Bengals are the only game I go, they're not going to be more talented than them in week six. right? But I believe Rams, Lions, Panthers, Giants, and Cardinals, the other five games they got other than the Bengals there to start the year, they, I think they're more talented. I, I have no, no fear in saying that. I'm not saying it's by a long shot or whatever, but I think they're going to be better. And then I just look at, yeah, what they've done in the offseason, what they've done in the draft. I think they're a team. I think it's Geno Smith. There's no questions there. He's the guy. He's more comfortable, right? They'll be able to add to that offense. I do worry about Kenneth Walker's health. Mm. He's a game breaker. And like we talked about in our exercise two weeks ago, guys to watch, the tackles are still something to watch. But if they develop the way – they expect them to, you know, I, I just don't see the Seahawks having many matchups to where you go, Ooh, they're going to have trouble in this area. They're not going to be able to stop this. They've got some difference makers on the front seven. Now 
They got some big people. Jordan Brooks, I know he's not going to be totally healthy to start the year, but Bobby Wagner's in the middle to help him. If Jamal Adams can be healthy too, it can be one of the better secondaries in football with Jamal Adams, Witherspoon, Tariq Woolen, and then my guy who was a hater to me on Twitter and Quandre Diggs, my Mm -hmm. Texas alumni friend who got mad at me because I said something negative about Jalen Ramsey. So that, but they're ballers there. Yeah. And and then I just am going to play the Pete Carroll psycho. They're going to be psychos, and they want it, and I'm going over. And it wasn't that negative about Jalen Ramsey, too. You just said that maybe the best lockdown corner in the NFL would probably go higher for more than just a third-round pick is all you said. That, that, that's all I said. That's all I you mean, said. That, that's, just to defend that, you. That's, uh, thank you. I mean, that's all. I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> going to say no other top person at their position in the league would get traded for a third-round pick. That, yeah. That's where I would just have that conversation. You go, do you think the Rams will give Aaron Donald away for a third-round pick yeah. this year? Oh, no. Exactly. So there you go. Except for Jonathan Taylor when he gets traded for a third round pick here coming up. We'll, we'll see. TBD on that. Uh, so you're, you're emphatic on the over for I the am. Seahawks. So maybe you should put some money on that because it's plus 125. So people aren't expecting over, it, huh? I guess. I wonder I why. What not. are they not buying in on there? The schedule? The Geno can't do it again? What maybe, is it? Maybe. You think it's the Geno thing more than know. anything? Yeah. Yeah, it was, Pete, uh, what would it be to you? Pete, Pete usually has a good Pete, feel turn on your for, micro- the, put, turn on for your the Twitterverse or social media. Why, Vegas, would, why would Vegas think that they're going to be under? What, what would be your gut feeling, Pete? Dim a little, a little, so Pete is thinking. He says he thinks it's the Geno thing. Not, yeah, not a Geno belief, right. so, yeah. according to Pete. Okay. All right. So he's got it. There it is. And I guess well, maybe the defense doesn't have any standout names or just like, Outside of Jamal Adams, anyone that's super hyped up. No, you're right. It's a lot of good. And the defense good, was not good last year. It's so. a lot of good. They need to stay healthy. That's a that's a problem, right? We were talking a little bit off air the other day. You know, hey, they got Devin Bush at linebacker. That's a nice little addition. Yeah. You know, got Jerron Reed. Draymond Jones in the middle of their defensive line is going to change them. Uchena Nwosu is very good on the edge. And Daryl Taylor, Darrell Taylor. Mm-hmm. Daryl Taylor, I'm not sure, out of Tennessee, year four or so. He was also a force off the edge last year. So I, I, I feel that, you know, this is moving time, and here they go for Seattle. All right, so over for the 49ers, over for the Seahawks. Rams, five-win team last year. Six-and-a-half is the over-under this year. 70% of the money so far is on the under for the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be pretty bad. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to we don't have to like, you know, split atoms on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm they're not going to be like I could sit here very easily. What I wrote in my notes. And again, you should be proud of me. My notes are here. This is very okay? good. I'm trying to I'm trying to be coachable. Digital Chris. I'm trying to be Captain Planet all the way through here. Like you got their schedule pulled up right now. I don't, but we can. All right, there is. it is. Look at that. Can you not? Could you see the Rams being zero and five to start the year? At Seahawks, 49ers, at Bengals, at Colts, Eagles, for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's not far fetched. No, I, I, they're not better than the Seahawks, 49ers, Bengals, and Eagles. They're not actually better than the Colts. They're not. But they yeah. have a rookie quarterback, and maybe you know you get lucky and they make some mistakes or whatever else. But I, I could certainly see that. So yes, I'm going under with the Los Angeles Rams. I, I mean. I still think Matthew Stafford's damn good, but I got no faith in that old line. I don't know what Cam Akers is going to be. Cooper Cup's not totally healthy, right? They don't have anything. You know, I know Tutu Atwell, there's been some buzz about him and Camp and all of that. 
the secondary's got guys that a lot of people in the in in the public wouldn't even know. You know, there there's just not a lot to look at to go, ooh, oh yeah, ooh, they're strong here. Ooh, they'll dominate teams with that. I don't know what it is other than McVay's coaching. I know he'll coach them tough. They're going to be tough and competitive and have the right game plans. Right. But that can only take you so far, far with where they are right now. They're in, they're in rebuild mode. Yeah, even with that last year. Although right. Stafford was hurt, but I mean, they're a five-win team last year. Exactly so, yeah, right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm the under there. One more team to talk about, the Cardinals. Four wins last year. Four and a half is the over-under this year. Maybe a surprise to no one. They are the underdog in every single game this season. Yeah. And I'm picking the under here, too. I expect the Cardinals to have a top three or four pick in the draft next year. That, that's how I see it. Or they, the top three and four. And maybe both. I mean, they have a ton of picks, right? They have the Texans pick. So you're right. They could have two in the top five, mm-hmm. I mean, which would be incredible. But, yeah, this is they've told us at the draft when we were hanging in the barn that they, it was about next year, right? We said that right away. They're making all these moves for, it's really for next year. They got their tackle, and they were like, we needed a tackle. That's good. The hell with the rest of the season. Let's go to 2024, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, yeah, I don't see you know many wins in their future. Okay, so that is it. That is the NFC over-under. Bank it. Place all your bets. Place it. And if you lose, Chris will send you money because he feels <laughs> bad. Uh, all right, so that is uh... – Do I owe somebody money? From the podcast, <laughs> didn't I make a proclamation? <laughs> Damn, I owe him money. I know. So somebody on the draft, I owe him five hundred bucks. Oh, because they were perfect in the first first four picks, five picks, five That's picks. Right, right. And I said I would do it, and I'm a man of my word. And what a nice guy that is. Either he hasn't listened to the show since, or he hasn't even. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He's All that right. rich. He doesn't need five hundred dollars. Let's do that. Wasn't he like in Scotland or something too? Ireland. He was in Ireland. Damn. Okay. Well, send us a FedEx code or something. So if you're listening, <laughs> and, and Chris owes you, yeah, if, if Chris owes you five hundred dollars. Tweet at us right now, because if you don't tweet at us, we're going to assume that you no longer listen to the show, which maybe they're mad. Yeah, right. And maybe that's why they don't listen to it anymore. Damn. But we'll find I you. I hope not. Chris I don't owes you $500. Fan base. Uh, so after starting with four overs for the NFC East, Chris, you went with eight overs, eight unders. So, you, I mean. There you go. I made up for the it. The math and checks I, out. And I, I promise you that my math was not. I'm, not, I'm just going by what I feel mm-hmm. and looking at teams and having a little bit of a feel for a schedule and how it plays out. That's all you can do here, you know. But, um, okay, so that's good to know, though. At least it evened out a little bit. Real quick reaction to our top five rosters that we did last podcast. If you were not with us on that podcast, like the man from Ireland, uh, Chris (laughs) went Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. Now, these are not included quarterbacks, although I would argue almost with our list this year, you could probably include quarterbacks and wouldn't change all that much. I don't think it would change a whole lot. You're right. For uh, a top five team, I would think, for both of us. But mine was 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Ravens, and Dolphins. Uh, Tomas Pena, a frequent homie contributor, said, Chris is correct, except for the Cowboys. Browns are clearly better than them overall. <laughs> clearly. Uh, I, Tomas is a loyal listener, and he's always contributing yeah. with questions and stuff. Uh, the Browns are – they got potential. We know that. I, I got to see a little more. And, and as you heard me say there, I think it was the, you know, Dean line stuff that I worry about. Now, I know they got Davlin Tomlinson and Miles Garrett, but it's, it's some other guys there. Certainly, linebacker play needs to be better, you know. But, yeah, there, there's – 
There's some some positives about that Browns roster, that's for sure. Nelly Moe 2010 said, Chris, I get why you struggled with five. A lot of rosters are very close to each other in that range. I think it really gets down to personal preference between right. the Bengals, Cowboys, Ravens, and that group. Fun exercise, great pod. Thanks, Nelly. Thanks, Nell. Yeah, that's uh, – or Nelly, excuse me. Yeah, that, I mean, th- th- that's right. Th- those were the teams where it was just like, man, that that's brutal right there. And I even threw the Chargers in that, you know, that little group as well. It really was. And, and see – you know, this is where it's it's a great conversation. Well, I'll wait to make this point because I think we got a question coming, kind of coming, you know, that way. So I, I won't say any more. But yeah, which, which, it's which hard to pick question. those last few times. There's like one that's two down about Mahomes. Okay, here you go. We got yeah. uh, Eric Biddlecombe. Hey, Eric. Without Mahomes, the Chiefs don't have a top fifteen roster. Just shows how unreal he is. Now, I don't agree with that totally. I, I don't think it's that far down we both had them kind of in the top 10 I yeah think. they're in the top 10 you know their O line is really damn good their receivers even though they lack a superstar it's still a really good core group they have the best tight end in football they have good running backs they have a very good duo of linebackers and nick bolton and gay in the middle the d line while it's not niners or eagles it's still damn good and they got young secondary guys that I think by the end of the year we're all going to go, fuck, they're good. Damn, they're good. They showed it last year. So that's where I look at it. And this is the beauty of football. Doesn't mean the most complete roster wins. It just it doesn't. It's about your game planning, sometimes about how the roster is formulated maybe around the best thing you have. Oh, wait, we have Patrick Mahomes, and if we just make this – one or two areas really good, it'll make the rest of our team look amazing. That's why football is amazing, right? And so that's where it is great. And, yeah, they're not, to me, a top-five roster of the Chiefs. Mahomes is certainly special. It's not only Mahomes what he does in the field. It's Mahomes and what he does and allowing them to have some versatility with their roster. Yeah. That's what it does. Like, oh, we don't need Tyreek Kill anymore. Oh, exactly. That's later, exactly right? what right. I was going right. to say. We can win with elite wide receivers. We can win without elite wide right. receivers. We can yeah. just have a lot of good ones, yeah. and he'll make them look elite at times and stuff like that. Right. So, And then, oh, you know, okay, yeah, we're paying him a lot of money, and we're paying the guys that are protecting him a lot of money. And, you know, Kelsey's getting a lot of money, and the receivers are getting good money. So, yeah, the defense can't make a ton of money. So we got to have young guys, and we got to have a creative defensive coordinator, and we're going to play a brand of offensive football that's going to take a little pressure off our defense anyways because we're always going to be winning, and, and we got him, and it's going to change the way the other team plays us. So yeah. there's a lot of things that go into it. That's why football is amazing. It's amazing. It's the best team doesn't always win. Von Miller. Did you see this the other day? I meant to bring this up. This is where I love Von Miller because he always keeps it real. He really does. He was on a podcast talking about his Super Bowl 50 win against the Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. He, he said if we played that Panthers team 10 times, they would have beat us seven or eight times. Yeah, you know, it, that's, first off, I really credit him. Like, and nobody ever says that when they win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We're the best team that was ever invented. We won the Super Bowl. But that happens a lot. And that was cool for him to say. But, yeah, on that day with, ooh, they haven't seen this game plan and we're going to throw this wrinkle out and the emotions of this is do or die, and all of a sudden the team that's not as good wins the game, right? I mean, I feel that way with this past Super Bowl. If the Eagles played the Chiefs ten times, the Eagles are going to win seven of them because the Chiefs aren't going get, to get 
away with that crazy game plan they had that time, right? If they had to play him again, they're going to go, whoa, we got to be ready for the double corner blitz and all these crazy things, and they would have gashed him again. So uh, that's my point is that you don't have to have the best roster to win the Super Bowl. You don't have to. You know, you can have certain other areas that are elite, and then if you've got good coaching and they know how to use it, it right. can make your roster look like it's one of the best rosters. It is true. And then we're yeah. sitting here saying, wow, Steve Spagnola, what an idiot. <laughs> how can you do that in the biggest game ever? You know, what a de- terrible defense, and you took too many chances and you blew it. Yeah, like, right? Yeah, I right. mean, that could happen. It could have happened. Exactly right. But they looked at it and went, like we always talk about, calculated risk. Mm-hmm. And they went, if we just play our defense, we are not going to win the game. So we have to do some things that they're not ready for and that, yeah, if they call a certain play and we call this defense, we're screwed, but we got to take these chances. And they did that and, you know, found a way to win it. Cortland858 says, don't try and claim the Titans when they take the top spot. <laughs> I won't Sleeping try to claim it Titans. all the way. But, I mean, Cortland858, you can at least, like, I mean, I'm always giving the Titans credit. I'm never – I am such a Mike Vrabel fan and that style of football fan. Ryan Tannehill fan. Exactly. So I, I, um, I definitely think they're, they're kind of uh, under the radar right now. I will say, though, and, and the way I did my list was I used kind of the matrix of pro football focus's ranking of all the different units yeah. and where they had them. And yeah. I, I will say we, at the bottom of the ranking was the Cardinals. Right. Rams just ahead of them. Right. Texans ahead of them. Yeah. Panthers ahead of them. And then one spot ahead of them was the Titans. The Tennessee Titans. Wow. That, they, that, so that's, that's pretty amazing, really. I mean, it really is. And then and, and they were still 7 and 10 last year, mm. you know. But uh, yeah, they're, again, the way their teams are orchestrated, the style of play in which he wants to play and do all that, and how he manages his football games, he's going to win. They're going to win some games they shouldn't win next year. Uh, last one, Lee Eisen makes the point that I made at the top here. Potentially hot take. Even if we do factor in quarterbacks, Sims's list doesn't change that much. Just put the Chiefs before the Niners, swap the Jets and Finns, and bump everyone else down with quarterbacks. He goes Eagles, Chiefs, 49ers, Jets, Dolphins. Do you think that would be your list if you included quarterbacks? It's oof, That's pretty close. It is pretty close. I Would you put the Chiefs ahead of the 49ers? Mm. Just because of the Mahomes Just because part? of Mahomes? Probably. I think the two teams I look at there, there's three teams that I think drastically, like I, the, the thing that's making me think is I might put the Bengals in the top five, oh, yeah. right? With If you're counting Joe Burrow, right? The Bills are not in, to me, the top ten conversation, really. But they are with when you add Josh Allen in the conversation. But still, probably not top five. No, not top five. He he can't he can't overcome that much. But yeah, you know, Chargers with Herbert is yeah. another one you'd have Close. to think about. Yeah. You definitely would. And that's where yeah, the exercise gets. Stop trying to give me more work, Lee. Okay. <laughs> well, it's why we don't do that because that's what we do every. Else. It gets it gets tough every it gets, other it gets week. Tough. Right? But he, his thought there is not crazy at all. And and uh, he said a lot of right things. Uh, all right, that's it. We're done with the pod. We're done with the pod. If you're wondering why we're wearing the same clothes in the next pod, it's because we're going to tape that one here shortly. Okay. All right. The cat's out of the bag. What? Yes. You're supposed to keep that I got to go to Mahomes on Monday, oh, so we're true. doing a double back-to-back podcast. You'll hear the NFC uh, over/unders. This week. No, you just did today, that. Or you just heard it. You're AFC's, AFC's, AFC's next week. 
So I was trying to say, like, they're going to hear it the next day or two. Oh, you got see, it. Now I'm Her confused. Again. Now I'm confused. AFC pod coming next, all right? All right, <laughs> homies. I hope you're good. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Keep sending them the questions, thoughts, whatever. Tell me if you agree with me, disagree with me, whatever. You know where to find us. Everybody be good. We'll see you Monday. Clap yes. it up. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh. Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.